This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Milestone, Garage Logic Podcast number 60. Woo! Another milestone. December 10, 2018. It was 18 below on this day in 1977 and 54 degrees two years later in 1979. We are brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Stores. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Will you uh, explain to me... uh... Deanna Martin is the daughter of Dean Martin. Oh, yes, she is. She's 70 years old. And she's defending Baby It's Cold Outside. Apparently, her father must have been one of the people who had a hit with it, huh? Uh, Yeah, I think about 60-plus years ago, I believe. As she should, by the way. She should be defending it. Of course. But, uh, Rookie, um, I'm somewhat confused. Uh, You got a hold of me yesterday. Yeah. And said, would you like Deanna Martin on the air? Yes. And at first, I, I didn't know who that was. So I just texted you back, huh? Question mark. Yeah. And then you texted huh? me back. I thought my, uh, I thought my text was pretty clear. So I said, don't sass. Don't sass. No, I wasn't being me. <laughs> you were sassy. I, I thought you were sassy. Would you like to talk to Deanna Martin? And ultimately I said, yes. Yes. Well, where is she? Let's go. Well, I, I didn't say Monday on the podcast. I just said, would you like me to. You to- think it was a safe presumption on my part that you meant today? I think it was. Well, do you think it was a safe? No, presumption? I'm going no, with Rook. I, I think are? it would. Yeah. It would be the initial. Uh, would you like to talk to her about? You know, baby, it's cold outside. They and you expected me to say no because I always give you a no. Always the initial. But no. I didn't say no. No, that surprised me. Really? Given how it's his always interest in, in the always song? initial no. I could say, yeah, do you want to have uh, a beer after the show? He would say no, and then he would think about it and say, okay, we can have one. Well, uh, but anyway, so yeah, she is, she has, she's a singer okay. and she has some. I didn't know she had a career. Yeah, she has a career, albeit not as popular as her father's. I, I would think not. But she's running, uh, she's going across the uh, the circuit doing, uh, defending Baby It's Cold Outside. And I just thought it might we, be. We have a Baby It's Cold Outside segment coming up. It, yes. It's the gift that keeps on giving in the world of pushing back. I'll say. This just in, though, from an offsite correspondent named Carrie. As in a female Carrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this morning, I overheard a conversation between an employee and a manager uh, at a Target store in the Twin Cities. Gotcha. The employee was inquiring about the sick policy because yesterday, meaning Sunday, yep. her friend was diagnosed with strep throat. She, the employee, said she felt great but wanted to go home because she might be sick. <laughs> oh. She was perplexed. Uh, if she should have even showed up for work, having been in contact with her friend who came down with strep. So in other words, she was basically saying, I'm not sick. In fact, I feel great. 
but my friend is sick and therefore I cannot work. <laughs> ah. Thankfully, the manager said, unless you are actually sick and have a doctor's note, you will work. I shook my head and kept walking. Good luck, Carrie. You can't be proactively sick, can you? Proactively in, uh, in a previous life, I was a, a manager for a company. Uh-huh. And I had to, um, you know, do scheduling and things like that. Stuff you, you, you really just don't want to do. Were you fired under humiliating circumstances? No, no, okay. not really. I should have probably been in a couple of times. But I, I think that's a legitimate question, too, boss. I did have a guy call in because he was going to get sick. Oh, yeah. Well, he knew oh, it, huh? Right. Uh, yeah. I forgot <laughs> that. Uh... It just so happened to be a, a Tuesday morning after a Vikings uh, night game. But, sure. Uh, yeah. uh, hey, doesn't I'm going to be sick tomorrow. Doesn't that uh, sound all... Uh, like that young employee might have been a product of the failed academy? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, this, this is where we're going with that kind of illogic. You know, my friend is sick. I don't even know if I should be here. Yeah, I, I was with her this weekend, and I, you know what? I should just, I think I might be sick. In fact, Joe, um, I know a gal who just had somebody walk out on her, um, and she was blaming uh, the bleeping millennial generation. <laughs> I, Aha. I, I didn't follow that story. What do you mean, you know, somebody who walked out on yeah, She might be in the room next to us. <laughs> Did what? Oh. oh. Yeah. I wouldn't have known and she's that a person fan of the, if, if, if... No, I know. I know. And she's a fan of the show, so I'm... I'm... One million dollars. <laughs> it's not a chance in hell. <laughs> Offside correspondent yes. Jordy uh, notes, uh, there's a fellow running for the Senate in Arizona named Frank Schmuck. Oh. <laughs> And uh, his name is Frank is Schmuck. Oh, that no. Come on. And, Come and on. of course, Jordy notes, if I was running against this guy, my motto would be, don't be a schmuck, vote for me. Right. But boom, boom. I mean, name Schmuck running. Who'd you vote for? Schmuck. Yeah, the schmuck over there. And our resident artist, or our artist in residence, Greg Holcomb, mm-hmm. this is truly unbelievable. He's done a new cartoon about oh. pulling the bender, yeah. mm-hmm. meaning uh, Lisa Bender who doesn't shovel and gets fined. Is that cartoon posted yet? No, he, the finished product is not done. Yeah, he does rough drafts first, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Well, he has to get mayoral approval. He approving. teases you. It's he a little takes rough his work seriously. Yeah. Yes, he does. Well, to the point where he did some research. I don't know what compelled him to do some research, but you know what our artist discovered? What did he discover? On a City of Minneapolis website, there are three... Videos in three different languages. I'm not making this up. Oh my gosh. Demonstrating how you shovel snow. Sure. Yep. I think Hmong, Somali, and uh, I can't remember the, the other one. Well, that bodes well for my people. Well, there are how to you know, videos. How to videos in three languages teaching us how to shovel. And I opened the link and I saw them and I was shocked. Actual hard earned tax dollars. Were spent to film a video on how to shovel. Wouldn't Wait a minute, shoveling be a natural instinct, or if, are we that far away from common sense? I think no matter what part of the world you're from. I mean, uh, if you're saying to your employer, you know, my buddy's sick, and I might be, but I'm not right now. Well, I okay. think I should go home. Yeah. Maybe you are a candidate to be shown how to shovel. Yeah, that might be. I think I might be with you on that one. In other words, I'm placing too much faith in human nature, aren't I? Assuming that people know how to shovel. Uh, yes. Uh, and I I guess I'm guilty of that as well, because no matter what part of the world you're from, 
if it's a part of the world that doesn't get snow, you probably have a lot of sand. So you would you would be shoveling something. But but the act of horse poop maybe. How do they make the, how do they find the the extras for the video? You know the uh, like for the Hmong video. How did you find somebody who didn't know how to shovel? Right, right, right. Do you know how to shovel? No. Would I, you I, love I, to see the video too of that person? Looking at that, like, okay, so do I grab this end? Right, and now I... let them know, Mr. Zong, in this video, that you 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 scrape you the move sidewalk. It, move it over here. Yeah, move in Nebraska, they call it scoop the walk. We just call it yeah. or sh- uh, they, shoveling. They the grab the, the the scraping part and they're pushing. You know, right? It's a they're sideways. poking at it. It's sideways with the. With <laughs> what if the you hand? held the shovel part and you tried to move the snow around with the end of the handle? There you go. Uh, you that's you need instruction. If you don't know how to shovel, you might be a candidate to do that. Hey, uh, how's it going? There, Jean. Yeah. Well, it's taking me forever, but I finally got this sidewalk done. What you about could you, al- Larry? You could almost do a whole bit. You might need a video on shoveling if you're yeah. the old redneck. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, future offsite correspondent uh, writes uh, listening to Friday's podcast and need to point out that Nakima Levy Pounds is now Nakima Levy Armstrong. I didn't know that. Oh, she got hitched. Congratulations. Nakima Levy Pounds. Well, was that her maiden name or was that her married name? Look it up, Reavers. Oh, Nikima Nikima Levy. Levy. Oh, Nakima, is it cold? Let's not start singing. No, that's it. Uh, 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 John. Is she married or is she maybe sure? Maybe she was married to a guy named Pounds and has taken back her name, or she's newly married, or this is a new partner. I have no idea, but we have we're fact based. Right. So we have to get her name straight. Um, you know, I could text. I can't text. I don't have my phone. Yeah. Yes, Reeves. This I, shouldn't be difficult. No, I'm, I'm looking at her Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. Um, she was born in 76 in Jackson, I, Mississippi. I don't care about that. That's what I'm looking at the family history, history. Mayor. That's how you find it. I believe that that was just her given last name, Levy Pounds. Well, but it's now Armstrong. What I wanted you to discover she is. She is married and has five children, two of whom are adopted. That was Okay. And that was, it looks like she was married before. I have no idea. You know what? Never mind. Uh, I, I don't care. We wish her well in future endeavors, huh? Mm-hmm. Isn't that? Congrats to all. Uh, Jeff writes, Joe, uh, I sent you that Boston prosecutor email, and I want you to know that I did the research to make sure it was real. This is the uh, item we had Friday about the uh, new Suffolk County, Massachusetts prosecutor who uh, intends to prosecute and no crimes that she considers insignificant. Got it. So, including resisting arrest, yep. because that would be harmful to the criminal. It would set the criminal up for a, a burden in life. <laughs> and uh, what Jeff wants to remember, and remember, we we thought it was the onion. We thought this can't I, there's be. There's right. no way. I made you verify that. No, it we was did not verify. The onion. Yes. But Jeff is reassuring us. He's saying, I would never send you uh, an onion story. Uh, it was crazy. I couldn't believe it either. Secondly, you were talking about a skating highway. I found this one and thought you would find it charming. It's eight miles. He's talking about the Rideau Canal, a Rideau Canal in uh, Ottawa. Mm. Eight miles of skating. Would love to do that. Do I have time for one more item in this segment? Uh, she just do. recently got married to Marquez Armstrong. Okay, congratulations. That's what to I was Marquez. after. Thank you. You're, you're, you're welcome. So her Thank name you is Nakima Levy Armstrong. Correct. Yes. Pounds is pounds hit the highway. Mm-hmm. Right. Mr. If, and Mrs. Armstrong. Well, she might go with uh, Nikki, Mr. and Mrs. Nakima. Wow, that's true. That's true. She's never she's never uh, wanted to come on with us, has she? We've invited her a number of times. You know, time's running out in this holiday shopping season. Yeah. 
Uh, you can't go wrong if you get to RF Moeller Jeweler Stores. There's three of them, Edina, St. Paul, uh, downtown Minneapolis. The point being, you cannot go wrong. It's like a college course you can't flunk. You can't leave there with anything that would be disappointing. And, and coming up at the end of this week is an expanded collection of colored gemstone jewelry. Uh, that means sapphires, rubies, emeralds, even some gemstones uh, we are likely to have not heard of. All colored gemstone jewelry is 15 to 25% off uh, during these coming uh, days, uh, coming up at the end of this week at all three of the Moeller jewelry stores. You can visit them at Dyna. 50th in France, St. Paul Ford in Cleveland in Highland Park, downtown Minneapolis in Gavaday Common, and a great website online, rfmoeller.com. I got hit with the old racist tag. How so? Word doesn't mean anything anymore, so I'm not terribly upset. There's a a completely manufactured, out-of-whole-cloth controversy. It's been mentioned on the show before. About murals painted in the Ramsey County Courthouse which, which houses the chambers of the St. Paul City Council. You wrote about that this week. And about 10 days ago, boom, uh, the feathers hit the fan because the city council people have decided that these are insensitive paintings, uh, they're racist, and they make people feel uncomfortable. And so I, I pushed back and said, well, you're crazy. They're, they're of a particular school of art, Art Deco period. They were done by Frank Norton. Uh, who was a disciple of Diego Rivera, who was an atheist and a Marxist. You would think that would have scored some points with these uh, Mysterians. Uh, In any event, I wrote a second one pointing out the history of this artist and how famous he was and how in demand he was and how he had spent so much time with Native Americans in the Southwest. And he was painting to honor what he said, the ordinary guy, the guy who uh, hauls the grain and pours the concrete and works the railroads right. and drives the spikes and portages the canoe. And, Sounds and, very Minnesotan. Yeah, and, and of course, I'm, I'm so for that. Now, if you read the comments, I've tried to train myself not to read the comments, but occasionally I do. Yeah. And I'm a racist for failing to understand that uh, uh, greater minds than mine, for example, have determined that these are— the, In other words, the city council people apparently are uh, uh, better able to understand the intent of the artist uh, than the artist was. That's nice that they're doing the thinking for that's, you it's, it's and for the artist to interpret what he was telling you, as opposed to what the artist uh, himself is saying. Where's my Dave Bliss? Shoot. Where's my Dave Bliss email, our uh, correspondent in Bulgaria? I, I wasn't privy to it, so I didn't. I wasn't included. Well, shoot. I don't see it here. David. I'll have to find it. Uh, David, send me that again, please. The 1984 thing. It would have worked right here. Just say it. Uh, Let's do our segment. Let's do our Baby It's Cold Outside segment. Okay. Uh, I can't resist. Uh, Reaver, sorry if you get this twice. And then Reaver sent it to me. Do you you have the video Reaver sent you? I'm calling it up right now. Uh, early last week, you asked who on earth could hear Baby It's Cold Outside without hearing it now as having been power washed. Your answer is me and most other GLers. 
The last time I heard it was early November as the wife and I put up the tree and danced around while singing along. I left the next day for deployment, and the song gave us just a few minutes of complete blissful cheer, which is how we choose to hear it. FYI, she didn't have to ask what was in the drink because she was the one pouring. Uh, Love the podcast. Sometimes a little behind over here, but it reminds us that there are some GLers left in a center worth holding. See you next summer. First round's on me, signed the chief. But he wants his name kept. Got it. Gotcha. And then you were mentioning Dean Martin's uh, daughter. Deanna. Deanna Martin. Uh, She's sticking by her pledge to continue performing Baby It's Cold Outside. Uh, She's 70 now. She appeared on Fox and Friends today uh, and responded to the sudden outrage over the holiday melody. By the way, this guy who said he heard it with his wife in early November? Mm Mm-hmm. Hadn't been as power washed in early November. I, I still say when he hears it now, he's going to think. Yeah. Not, right, he's not going right. to find the song troubling. Right. But he's going to realize that it's been power washed. Right. Early November, that was just the leftovers from, what, a year ago yeah. or two years ago. Uh, she responded to the sudden outrage over the holiday melody, which her father so famously performed performed before his passing in 1995 at the age of 78. I was flabbergasted, said Diana about the controversy. It's just insane. When I heard it, I said, this can't possibly be. It's a sweet, flirty, fun holiday song that's been around uh, for many, many years. He, my dad did it in 1959. Uh, uh, so she's uh, she's out on the road uh, making herself available. Uh, she explained that, uh, like her, many fans of the track were perplexed by the news over the holiday season. They were saying, this is madness. We've gone insane, she said. It's just a sweet, fun song. There's nothing bad about it. Uh, and she's right, of course, and she's pushing back. And uh, But we have a version that was provided to us by an emailer. By the way, uh, if, if Deanna wants to come on with us, uh, I think that would be great, right? It would be kind of fun to talk about Dean, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or I'm, I'm here to talk about my career, not my father's. Right. Okay, then. We're going to just talk to you later. Can't thank you enough. <laughs> yeah, right. See you Can't later. thank you enough for the time. We don't know that she'd be like I know. I'm, I'm just having yeah. fun. You're having a laugh. A lot, of radio, a lot of radio stations are caving in, though, and not playing it. Really? It's just, uh, it's just Sissies, come on. Just, well, they would play this one, though. Well, we... I really can't stay. Okay, you're free to go. I've got to go away. Understood, no means no. This evening has been super appropriate. So very nice. But I do understand consent. My mind will start to worry. Definitely text her right and now. Father will be pacing the floor. Here's the code, and there is the so door. So really, I better scurry. I am gonna stand over well, here. Maybe just a half a drink you more. You are in control of this the thing. The neighbors might think. Invite them over if you like. Say, what's in this drink? Um, nothing but Sprite. I wish I knew how <laughs> Just walk right out to the door. break the spell. I do know how to spell harassment. I, no, 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 I hear you loud and clear. At least I'm gonna say that I try. I'm trying super really hard. Please just go out, baby. Ah, just go outside. Simply must go. Uber is right outside. <laughs> the answer is no. Seriously, right outside. The welcome has been. I'll walk you to so the curb. Nice and warm. But totally consensual. There's bound to be talk tomorrow. Hopefully not about At least us. There will be plenty implied. Please do not imply anything. I really can't stay. Baby, just go out. Baby, Baby just go. 
Beatings go outside. Play that, you weenie radio stations. Oh, God is, almighty. Just go outside. Just go. Leave. Very Get, out of Get the hell out Very of here. Clever. Play that, you... Uh, yeah, hang on now. Mysterious well, people. Oh, that's clever. You ripped out of my hands the uh, T-shirt that Billy Stein sent down. Oh, yeah. For the five-man football you are not team. Your, yeah, you're not getting your hands on that. Sorry, Billy. Dear Joe, the Lard Lake Biting Sows, our five-man semi-pro football team, had quite a year. Lots of people have asked how the Sows got their name. Years ago, the club was known as the Lard Lake Lunkers, just like our baseball team. One season, the team was being led on defense by Kevin Pork Nental, our ferocious nose tackle. He was also your sports hero a few years ago. Pork was particularly vicious one game and broke through the line to sack the opposing quarterback 14 times. Duke Sharp, the coach at the time, said, wow, that old pork comes out like a biting sow, and the name <laughs> stuck. Five-man semi-pro football is just perfect for a tiny town like Lard Lake. Most games are played in the Lard Lake Lunkers Baseball Park in Big Ernie's Field, but the beauty of five-man football is that when the weather turns bad, you can play in the school gym or even the gathering space of the Little Brown Church of the uh, Monophysite Heresy. With a responding victory over the fighting isotopes of the American Institute of Non-Destructive Testing, the only other team in the league, the Sows qualified for the national championship game held in Florida against the Broward County Mules. The Mules were fresh off their victory over the Okeechobee Ocelots. There are only four five-man semi-pro football teams in the contiguous United States. The game, however, is widely popular on the island of Guam and the Kenai Peninsula of Alaska. Huh. Thanks to the valiant effort of the Sal's offense, the O'Malley quintuplets, Aiden, Caden, Hayden, Jaden, and Bob, oh. the Sal's led 95-93 to when time expired in the fourth quarter. However, the local referee crew kept adding time to the game clock on technicalities until the mules were able to kick a winning field goal. Around Lard Lake, the local churches are preparing for the great feast of Christmas. The kids will be home from school, and the parents and grandparents are preparing for Christmas dinner. Some will have lutefisk and meatballs. Some will have a venison haunch with lingonberry sauce. Mm. Others, wild turkey and rutabagas, but all will bask in the warmth of love of family and the birth of our Savior. We wish you a Merry Christmas, a Merry Christmas from all of your friends at Lard Lake. <laughs> Joe Souchere here for Federated Insurance. I'm not a math guy, but there's some numbers you need to know. 2,440,000 injured and 35,092 dead on our nation's highways. Those are National Safety Council numbers from 2015. Federated Insurance reminds us that these are much more than statistics. These are family members, friends, and neighbors. Distracted driving continues to be an epidemic, but unfortunately, it's not the only factor. It could happen like this. A driver passes the same vehicle several times with frustration mounting. The driver passes the vehicle again but loses control while trying to change lanes. The vehicle rolls several times, killing the driver, two other passengers, and injuring three others. Ask yourself, do you get anxious when you drive? Do you yell or honk at other drivers that make you angry? Do you retaliate to get even? The National Safety Council reports that aggressive driving plays a role in 56% of fatal crashes. Don't become a statistic. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's their business to protect yours. Please make Make it home safely today.
Is that GB? It is GB, and because you have mentioned uh, Billy Stein, he had sent an email to me, and he said, Hi, Matt, I don't know if you heard, but Sergeant George Stevens just passed away. I'm pretty sure you had him in military if you knew Sergeant Stock. He will be buried with honors at Fort Snelling Thursday the 13th at 11 a.m. He lived up here in Aiken, and we became good friends over the years. And yes, I did know Sergeant Stock, but this is a Sergeant George Stevens, who was a military teacher at uh, at Creighton, and what a, a great living American. Did good you guy. have him as a teacher? Uh, I did. I think senior year mm-hmm. in a military class. I good can't. Guy. Uh, I just can't fathom you studying anything uh, military. Uh, the colors of the maps and yeah. all that kind of stuff. You were good at that, I bet. Yeah, Sergeant Wolkenhauer was one of my favorites because he always told. Bad jokes. I mean, Reavers. Yes, sir. I got a real uh, task for you. I am uh, to go in. Ready. Do you have access to my email? I do not. Oh, I I gotta find this email by Dave Bliss. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hang on. Mm-hmm. You you have your laptop in there. Yep. And you got your email open. Yep. So you have I'll access. Go, type in search B L I S S. Oh, here we go. Yes. In the from search the, bar. Can you do that from the delete? No, no, no. Just in the, okay, at the very top of your email. Could folks, you, uh, no, press no, no, record no, no, no. at home, folks. Come go, come in here and do it for me. I, I want to move on to something. Do you see where, the da- see where the date is on your email? <laughs> see where today is? Slide over to date. Right at the top. There's size from subject date. I'll go in there. I don't see any of that. Yeah. All right. I don't see that. Well, maybe you have a different format. But it, it, Chris is going to show you how easy it is. I mean, it's the easiest thing you've ever I, seen. I was getting urgent. Uh, Here we go. Okay. So this like doesn't it. have to be part of the show. You can just do it. Okay, what were you Dave doing? Bliss, B-L-I-S-S. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, the only reason I'm... Pushback, 1984. That's the one. Print it, Look please. Yes. Here we go. Please. Yes. All right. I, I printed it, but we're, it's, it didn't make it from the hovel down to here. Call the I can't find my email department and have them get down here. Call the computer will you Will you print that, please? Please? Yeah. All right. I was getting frantic texts last night from uh, various people. Okay. Concerning what? Uh, that I should immediately turn to 60 Minutes. I missed 60 Minutes yesterday. Inform me. I usually catch it. I didn't watch any football. Smartphones, tablets, and video games are physically changing the brains of adolescents. Early results from an ongoing $300 million study funded by the National Institute of Health have shown, according to a report last night by 60 Minutes. Scientists will follow more than 11,000 9 to 10-year-olds for a decade to see how childhood experiences impact the brain and affect emotional development and mental health. The first bits of data suggest that the onslaught of tech screens has been transformative for young people and maybe not for the better. In brain scans of 4,500 children, daily screen usage of more than seven hours. Well, that's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say so. That's a lot. But keep in mind... At school, that's a lot, you know, that's how many hours right there alone, just at school. Well, my my eighth grader, 13-year-old, has to turn in his phone when he arrives at school and gets it when he's done. In brain scans of 4,500 children, daily screen usage of more than seven hours showed premature thinning of the brain cortex, the outermost layer that processes information from the physical world. Though the difference was significant from participants who spent less screen time, 
National Institute of Health study director Gaya Dowling cautioned against drawing a conclusion. We don't know if it's being caused by the screen time. We don't know if it's a bad thing. But they'll know what the temperature is 100 years from now. Yeah, right. Okay, that was unfair. Yeah, hang on. Uh, Dowling said, according to an advanced transcript provided by the CBS network, it won't be until we follow them over time that we will see if there are outcomes that are associated with the differences that we're seeing in this single snapshot. Early results from the study, adolescent brain cognitive development, have determined that children who spend more than two hours of daily screen time score lower on thinking and language tests. A major data release is scheduled for early 2019. Uh, anecdotally, I believe this. That it's thinning or dumbing I don't down? Know or? I don't know anything about the thinning of the <laughs> cortex, okay. but anecdotally... You can see and say the teens who have been brought up now with these devices that they've become entirely too dependent on the devices mm -hmm. for their social life. Yes. And they're not, in some cases, not leaving the house. They're not, they're not doing anything. They're sitting around with their devices. L let me ask, because I, I missed the beginning because I was helping you with your email. Yes, you were. Was that just computer, or is it a combination of computer, phone, TV, everything? Uh, for, well, for sure, computer and phone and iPad. I don't know about television. See, I was under the uh, impression that the content is what might be damaging. But, but what I'm beginning to understand is the screen time might have nothing to do with the content. Of course, you're going to have a two-and-a-half-year-old watch only charming content. Right. You know, Peppa Pig cartoons. Right. Or... Uh, Paw Patrol. Or uh, Moana. Mm -hmm. Or uh, what's this one where the gal's singing about snow? Do you want to... Frozen. 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 Okay, those are charming contents. But it might be that that's damaging because every time that little kid hits the, hits the button, which I've witnessed her do, that's a hit of dopamine to your brain. It's a it's a constant little little jolt of right. dopamine. And you know the other thing I'm discovering at my age, who cares? Right. The other thing I'm discovering is, at least with my two kids, their patience with that because it's all instant now. Whereas before, we had to sit through a commercial break. Mm -hmm. They 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 will not do that at any point. Well, I have to revamp what I'm doing. I, I am often uh, in charge of a two and a half year old, and sometimes just to shut her up, you know. Yeah. I meant that kindly. Right. Yeah, yeah, I know. You, I know what you're saying. You get your iPad out, and she sits on my lap, and I go to YouTube, and all her stuff's there. Yep. She knows how to skip the ads. Oh. oh you know how an ad will come up and say, sure. you can skip this Play ad right in four seconds? The, yep. She waits. and First goes, button she looks for a lower oh. right. Yep. I have to, I'm going to have to practice what I preach. I'm going to have to deny her this. Yeah, he who can't even find search on his email. Right. I'm going to have to deny her this for her own good. Good luck with that. Mm -hmm. Well, and as the, she, this young person is two and a half, and, and but when you when they get into elementary school, it's good and bad because if they want to know something, they look it up immediately and they have that knowledge. That that is one good thing. If if I have a child that. Hey, what uh, what does this uh, uh, mean or do? How does this work? They immediately look it up, and there's a, a YouTube video or a description of what they're looking for. 
Now, that doesn't help them in school. If you have a math problem, you got to go the long way out. You can't just go 8 times 4 is 32 because the calculator says. We need to find a, somebody to talk to about this. I, I, I'm prepared to believe uh, that a great reckoning is coming. Uh, I'm, I'm prepared to, to believe that the use of this technology is going to have uh, harmful implications down the road. I, I really am. Who do we are we looking for a behaviorist? Well, I suppose you could Google, uh, you know, uh, expert on uh, screen time, uh, expert on children's use of screen time, and I'll I'll do it today after the show. Uh, I will I will line somebody up because I I, I think that I I'm not qualified. I know I'm not in the study of the brain to tell you why this is harmful. I am qualified as a social observer. And I am seeing way too much time spent by kids on these devices. I'm not necessarily talking the two-and-a-half-year-old. No, I'm talking older ones. Right. Who uh, have allowed this to be the the modem of their social life rather than face-to-face talk with people. Right. So these people that share this belief uh, were texting me like crazy last night, put on— Put on 60 Minutes, but I texted back, Philadelphia and Dallas are tied. I am not interest, interested right, in the game. troubles of the real world. Right. I'll, work, I'll worry about that on Monday. Mm-hmm. I understand what they're saying, and these things I thought used to be uh, very dangerous. But for my own personal experience, uh, my kids that have been inquisitive, well, how is something made? You know, how are things made? Well, that's, yeah, we all know that. That's that's fine. But the fine line you have to walk too, Joe, because I, I, I just discussed this with the wife at home with our two young ones. It's the some, wife. What a what a rural way to Yeah, you're going to drive my mom crazy. Yeah, she, I'll probably get an email. Yeah, I was talking Judith. to the wife. Well, it's all the old lady. Hey, 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 hey how you hey, doing? Where mama. are we going? But my point being, because of the the technology world that we all live in, the kids that aren't up to speed with they get left behind to a certain extent. So it's a it is a fine line you have to walk. But with you know video games and all that other crap, we're trying to keep that out of their lives as long as humanly possible. Well, the the girls I'm referring to do not play any video games. That's never come up. Yeah, neither do mine. Mm-hmm. My kids don't at all. Uh, mine do. But I know it's going to happen at some point. They're just, it's it hasn't been a part of the, they haven't been exposed to it yet. Okay, but uh, yesterday, my uh, the youngest boy was reading a book on how to code. Sure. So he can write his own Doing nerd stuff. stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's where the good part comes in. Well, I guess if you want to be a coder, I, I don't know what that means. It means you uh, write programs and... Uh, he also looked up how to steal dad's credit card. Right. How to hack into his account even though it's overdrawn. How to add money into an overdrawn account. Yeah. <laughs> Withdrawing from a Swiss fund he probably has in Switzerland. I still love the fact that he ordered a hoverboard and you guys didn't know. I may have. I, I clicked on it, but I don't know. What would you punched in? 4190-2222-568. Well... I, I, I'm guilty of – do you think what we're seeing is quite literally the Samer theory? Oh, when, you, when you consider – And again, Samer theory, people are cooking their brains or going Well, nuts. aren't these little kids cooking their brains with this technology? Aren't there oh. radio waves involved? 
You know, it's 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 not magic when you when you press that button, some signal has to go to a satellite or something. I don't know how it works. But right. even if it's not, they the addiction to those devices is a very real thing. And I'm dealing with it yeah. daily, and I have to win. I, I have to win, and I'm going to. I'm just going to say I lost my iPad. I did that one day, and she looked for it. Oh, I've got it. a finder on it. Beep beep right. beep. Oh, beep. it's oh, right over it's there. there. Shoebox yeah. over there. Yeah. Up in the Look corner. behind you. Oh, okay. Well, I forgot my phone today, and I, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything other than I've sent my kids and wife an email saying, I forgot my phone. If you need to get a hold of me, email me. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I, I don't always have my phone with me 24-7. Yeah. I, I, it's great to have. When you look at the, when you look at the, the decline, can it be linked to the decline of moral and ethical integrity? I'm not, I, I'm not prepared to claim that, but I mean, when you look I think at, social media sites can be to blame for that. When I you, do. when you look at the behavior of people. Uh, Edis, at taking Edis, the fight at Edison. I don't know if you saw this on the news. I did. There, was a, there was a fight in the lunchroom. I did. And what shocked me is the fact that somebody is recording that and yep. not responding. Yep. Uh, and I guess that has changed because your your normal instinct prior to cell phones that could record would be maybe to break up the fight or get in there. Now it's I need to record. I'm first. just wondering if if the world is facing a calamity not brought about by the changing climate. The climate's always changed. <laughs> what what if the world's facing a coming calamity from people becoming idiots? <laughs> uh, I. In in the in the correct definition of the term, incapable of competence, incapable of uh, uh, intelligent thought and logical thinking. What what if the what if the brain is getting affected in such a way that uh, we have a coming apocalypse of uh, mental problems? I don't I don't know. You mean that the that's dumb- why I'm going to find somebody. I'm going to today. Poss- I'm going to find somebody. Possibly the dumbing down from if you don't know how to spell a word. Instead of your parent, oh, go look it up, and you had to look it up in the dictionary. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about uh, some problems that could be quite literally brought about by brain disease, brain problems. If if, if 60 Minutes is onto something, or if the National Institute of Health is onto something, what they're what they're attempting to discover is is your exposure to these screens causing uh, physical changes in your brain. Wow. That's what they're talking about. I'm not talking about, you know, the ease of which you can, with which you can go look up a vocabulary word. Mm. No, I'm talking it's changing about your behavior because I'm your saying, brain is I'm changing. saying, are we facing a coming uh, uh, calamity of, of people suffering from brain, physical brain problems? Well, I, I, I would think that th- these devices, yes, are, I'm trying to think of something analogous. I think they're changing out the way brains are formed because from an early age you are looking. Okay, you would sit down to watch Sesame Street in the good old days, uh, Electric Company, maybe Barney. But we already know, for example, maybe this will help. When you get up in the morning, you shouldn't start drinking can after can after can after can of Mountain Dew. We all would agree that that's going to result in some physical problems. Yes. Right? So when you get up in the morning now and you're a little kid, 
might that same thinking be applied to you can't spend hour after hour after hour after hour staring at these screens without anticipating that this could bring about some debilitation? That's what I'm wondering. Okay. I instantly, I would say, I would say yes, Mm -hmm. because you're not doing that physical because doing the, doing the physical things of playing with blocks or going to do something else rather than just sitting there and let your brain soak in. Well, didn't we just have a story about medical students are hindered because of some inability to use their fingers properly does that ringing a bell Mm-mm. yes I, I um now on the one hand that. on the one hand you would think that this constant texting and flying around on these little keyboards would increase your your dexterity but there we had some story Was recently. surgeons yeah see if you can find it Reeves I'm gonna be I'm, I'm looking right now uh, I thought we came across something that said that the the incoming classes of uh, would-be medical students medical yeah. students, uh, are displaying some incompetence with their with their hands. I don't know why that would be. You again, I mean, you would think flying around those keyboards right, would improve your right. dexterity. What I, can't, I vaguely I, remember something. Yeah, about I can't that. recall what it was. But it's enough to frighten the hell out of you. Well, we'll find somebody. We'll find somebody so we can really scare the hell out of people. How's that? What about David Galertner? He'd be wonderful. Uh, I wonder if he'd come back on the air with us. I bet he would. I'll call him today. Boy, it sure would be neat to catch up with him. He's at Yale, right? Yes. Uh, and I don't know if he's still full-time there, but uh, his office would probably know how to get a hold of him. Mm-hmm. Drawing well, Life, Surviving the Unabomber was mm-hmm. the name of the book. Mm-hmm. There's another guy. I wonder if you'll remember this, Rook, or if it was before your time. We had a guy on the show in the early years of Garage Logic uh, who was a history professor at the U. And he, this is 25 years ago, and he was predicting things that absolutely have happened today. Uh, John somebody. John Evans. John Evans, you are correct. John Evans. I was thinking Mark, but it's John. John Evans. I want you, seriously, Okay, that's going to be, I'll take care of Galertner. Okay. Find out if John Evans. I remember those from the show notes. Is still on the faculty of the University of Minnesota. For some reason, he began calling us. We didn't even have to call him. And that was weird because Garage Logic was only in its formative stages and didn't have a theme yet. He he was catching on to something that we didn't even know we were catching on to. Mm-hmm. John Evans. Uh, it might be at the – I'm seeing a couple things come up at the University of Minnesota Duluth. Well, he was here. I know he was here, but maybe he has moved. Oh, we'll find it. Let me look. I'll look after the show. You're in, so charge, you're in charge of John Evans. Okay. He was fascinating. I do recall that. And I'll oh, be in charge of uh, David Galertner at Yale. John K. Evans, U of M, uh, professor, retired. Okay, that's him, I bet. CLA History, yep. College of Liberal Arts, yep. Department of History, U of M, Twin Cities. There's still a phone number oh, here. Oh, we got to try to find that guy. Office phone and an email. Yeah. Okay, mine's done. How are you doing on yours? <laughs> See, but I can't do Thanks, mine. I, I can't it. do mine during the show. Hey, don't uh, tell me what you can't do, okay? <laughs> yeah. Try to tell me on this don't show sass, what you can do. Don't sass. Don't sass. Do you find anything out about the surgeons? 
Uh, no. No. no of course what not. did you wait a minute? Hey, Hell no. What was your uh, I think Wait, I got really it. quick. I, I I did find an article and I am going to read this. Yeah. How some medical schools are advising kids with cuz I looked hand eye coordination. They're advising them to play video games. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm that, confused. I'm confused about what I'm remembering because okay. I, I don't know why uh, dashing around the keyboard of a phone would would harm your okay. your uh, hand dexterity. You would think it would enhance it. Okay. Next, our uh, next segment. I have a. I want you. To, I think I understand what you were saying. I think I can finish your sentence for me with investing. What you huh? said? You said it's not. I've always told How you. How much? Wait, no, wait, save it. I, I want to finish your sentence during the next segment. Oh, All boy. Right. All right? All right. That's, All right. So let's, let's... Remember this school teacher in Nebraska that banned Christmas? Yeah. A little update on her, too. Ooh. You mean somebody was canceling Christmas. Is that what you're saying? I, I didn't say it. Just get out of that studio over there. All right, garagelogic.com is where you find our website, the latest creations from Greg Holcomb. What's on Joe's bookshelf in Author's Corner? And don't forget to rate us on Apple iTunes. We love to get feedback, and so does everybody else, especially the bosses, to make sure the podcast is working. Garagelogic.com. Johnny and Dylan Height taking you out.